Welcome to the Momfully You podcast. I'm your host, Chastity Holcomb, a trauma therapist, a fellow high-achieving mama, and after years of my clinical experience helping hundreds of people recover from unhealthy family cycles, I'm here to help moms transform what it means to be an emotionally healthy mom in your family. I believe the generations shift when moms heal. So on this podcast, I'm going to walk you through how to do it all while honoring God in the process. So come on in, grab a blanket, and let's lean all the way in. Grief is one of those topics that always surprises my clients when I bring it up. It's like we have this idea that we can only grieve a person Until someone passes away, don't talk to me about grief. There's no need to grieve something as if it was that big of a deal, right? Um, But you can grieve experiences, the ones that you had and the ones that you didn't. And so the experiences that you had or the relationship dynamic that you had in childhood with your parents, that is an experience. So when it comes to grieving that, I believe it takes two different processes, right? Grieving the what was and what I call the what wasn't. There are certain things that you need to heal from that did happen. And there are certain things that you need to heal from that didn't happen, right? So the did, so maybe there were hurtful things that were said to you all the time. Maybe your parents were very manipulative or um, critical of you. Maybe they only accepted you or approved or praised you when you did things that were in alignment to what they wanted. Maybe you even experienced things outside of your family dynamic. Maybe it was a sexual abuse from a family member or something of, of, um, of that facet, but those are the things that did happen. Those whether it was small T trauma, big T trauma, there were certain things that did happen that need your attention and your grief. There might be certain things that didn't happen though. So like your parents, maybe not supporting you, you're not feeling that you were emotionally safe in your family to where you can go and tell your parents, Hey, this thing is happening. Or, Hey, I feel excited about this. And then being able to celebrate you in the process or having this unconditional love in your home. Again, if you didn't do things according to what they wanted or how they wanted things to look, then you were at cast or shamed or, or made fun of, or whatever the case may be. The didn't is usually the things that you probably compare yourself to now, right? This person has something that I don't have or my, your, your kids, when you think about your kids and you're like, it's great that I'm breaking cycles and I'm taking all these parenting classes and I'm doing therapy and coaching. I'm doing all these things, um, to help them. And then you reflect and you're like, but I didn't have that. Right. So there's a little part of you that's sad. That's a call out that you need to grieve. Right. I believe that grieving is critical And that it can really make a difference between operating from your wounds and seeing it bleed out into your marriage and your parenting and your career and operating from a place of peace and having you dealt right with those deepest aches of your soul. And so I'm going to talk about in this episode um, how we can go through this process of grief um, so that you can you know, view yourself and have this perception of yourself and yourself inside of relationships that are important to you, um, have those things change. All right. So let's 
get into it. So according to our friends, Kubler and Ross, I probably butchered their names, but they're psychologists that came up with this process, five-step process for grieving. Um, and essentially their idea was that people go through this five-step um, process when they're grieving a person. And initially in the study, they were talking about grieving a person. Um, and so you go through these things and on the other side of it, once you've reached kind of the end, then, you know, you, 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 you've done your part in grieving. You've done your part in confronting the hard, um, horrific sometimes feelings of coming to terms with the end of that relationship. So I'm going to walk you through what these five things are, and then I'm going to tell you what I think. All right. So the first one they said was denial. This is essentially, um, when something comes to an end, um, in their case, when a person passes away, there's that initial shock that happens. This can't be true, right? Someone calls you on the telephone, they tell you the bad news and immediately you're like, uh-uh, they got it wrong. You called the wrong number. This can't be true, right? So when you're thinking about uh, addressing childhood trauma, young adulthood, childhood even, when you think about this can't be true. My parents love me. They do this because they love me. They hurt me because they love me. Sometimes that can be a part of it. Or even now you may catch yourself, you know, um, if you haven't listened to the episode about the power of also when you're navigating childhood wounds, go back and listen to that. Um, but if you're in that space of, I had a good childhood, I didn't have these terrible things happen to me that everybody talks about. Uh, but there is this conflicting feeling of, you know, some negative or hurtful emotions in that there might be a bit of denial. I was not hurt or it wasn't that bad, right? That initial shock, this isn't true. Then they say you move on to anger and anger is the stage where you're like, you know what it did happen and now I'm pissed because why is this person gone? Why did they leave me? Why did it have to happen in this tragic way? Um, you know, why do bad things happen to me or why did bad things happen to that person, Right. So reflecting that again back onto your childhood wounds or the, the recognition or acknowledgement of that, you may have experienced anger before. Raise your hand if you have. Like you're mad at your parents. I don't want to talk to you because now I've become aware that there are other family dynamics that don't do this. And this, in fact, is not normal. And so why did this happen to me? Why did I have to go through this? Why was this my struggle? Why do I have the mom that acts this way? Why do I have the dad that left me or, or does this in this particular way? That anger, that upsetness, right? Then they say you go on from anger to bargaining. And this is essentially, uh, there are some faith aspects that are introduced into this um, stage of, you know, God, if you bring them back, or if you change the scenario, then I promise you that I will fill in the blank, right? If you um, not make this information true, if you, um, again, bring them back to me, then I promise you I will love them and cherish them and have the best relationship with them ever. Or I won't do any, any of the bad, sinful things anymore. I promise you I'm just going to be stay on the, I'm going to stay on the straight and narrow and it's going to be me and you, whatever it is. It's that bargaining of like, this can't be true. You're in the middle of, is it true? I'm angry if it is. No, it can't be true. There has to be one last chance at this. Maybe with your parents, the bargaining phase look like, um, trying to uphold boundaries with them, you trying to bring health into the relationship when health is not welcomed. 
I'm going to, you know, try to set these healthy boundaries, tell you how I feel, tell you that there were things in, in, in my childhood that were hurtful, things that you said, things that you didn't. Um, you're trying to bring health to that relationship, revive that relationship, but it's not melt, met with uh, acceptance. It's met with guilt, <laughs> manipulation, right? Come on now. You, I did the best that I could. I don't know why you're bringing that up. You're being ridiculous. Um, it wasn't that bad. You, that happened a long time ago. You ought to know that I did the best that I could, right? Um, but that bar, that part of you that wants to bargain to say, we can still make this work. We can still have a good, healthy uh, parent-child relationship, which in some cases that is absolutely true, but not all, right? The, the, the other party has to have some buy-in that this is possible. So then they say you go from bargaining to depression, it's like you didn't tried to, 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 to make a few tricks. You didn't pull a few tricks out of your sleeve and you said, th- that's not working. The person isn't coming back. The relationship in this case is not going to work. As I know it, this experience with this person is gone. And now I'm sad. Now I feel the weight of that person's true absence. In the case of death, right, their their body is no longer with us. In the case of the recognition of the hurt in your childhood, the idea that you had of your parents, that they could come around, that they could have a healthy relationship with you, that has settled in the weight of that, and it makes you sad, right? They say after you're sad, after you've gone through the denial, you've gotten upset about it, you bargain a little bit, I'll do this, I'll do that. You get sad because you know that there's no coming back to that relationship or the idea of that relationship. Finally, you accept it. And you say, I guess it is what it is. I guess this person truly is dead, right? They're not alive anymore. They're not coming back in this case I guess it truly is true that my parents are in an unhealthy uh, state that right now they don't have the capacity to have a relationship in a way that um, is respectful of me too. Dang, it is what it is. (sighs) Have you gone through that? Have you walked yourself through that grieving process? Maybe you have for a person that has passed away, right? Maybe you have and are in the middle of it, walking through it with the idea of the relationship with your parent, mom or dad, or both, right? So I think that a lot of therapists that you'll talk to will agree with me in the fact that this is not linear whatsoever. I have walked people through um, the death of a loved one. And I have obviously walked people through the ending of relationships with people who are alive. And I've never seen someone come into my office and say, okay, I don't believe it. Now I'm upset. Oh, Lord, Jesus, bring back. Now I'm sad. Okay, now I get it. I've never, ever seen someone go through that linearly linearly there we go because it doesn't work like 
like that. Life doesn't work like that. What typically happen, happens is it is a wave of emotion from either of those stages, a wave of this cannot be my life. This cannot be my story. This cannot be true. This cannot be something that I experience or have to continue to experience with my parents. It can't be my family's like what? To, to the next day you're sad and the, into the depressed stage. Dang. It is right. That that's that. Okay. That's sad. That's hurtful to anger. Oh, now I'm pissed, right? Like you can flip and go in and out and weave in and out of these different uh, stages of the grieving process. And that is common and that is normal. And again, I believe every therapist, psychologist, um, experts of the mind will say this, that this is how it's played out in real time with our clients and the way that we grieve. So if you're in the process of that, know that it's common, right? So in comes my kind of view of what grieving the what was and the what wasn't can look like for you. And really it is to just be sad. Okay, it's an acronym. I'm not just going to leave you out like that, okay? (laughs) Sad is an acronym. I want you to say it. I want you to ask it. And I want you to deal with it. So let's break it down a little bit further, okay? Let's look at these different angles of what's sad, saying it, asking it, dealing it, dealing with it can look like. So saying it is being able to say these things out loud or in written form, right? Written form. We talk about journaling all the time on this podcast. I believe that it's such a freeing thing for you to be able to do. But being able to say that, to express that, that brings you out of that denial. It brings you out of that like shockery of like, it's hidden and, and it's swept under the rug. Like that's part A, 1B <laughs> of breaking the cycle. Say it, right? Specifically, say what it was that was difficult and hard. Then I want you to ask it. Asking it really is about, it's a series of, of going through uh, this kind of beckoning of, of the connections to the what was and the what wasn't to the now. It's like, okay, let me ask you this. How did this impact me? How did this materialize into my relationship or my, the way that I see work or the way that I see parenting or the way that I see myself or the way that I see friends or the way that I see, you know, my role as a mom, like what, what, what's the connection here? Ask it. What do you want from me? Grief? What do you, what what do you want from me? Right. And then lastly, deal with it. Not in the sense of getting over it, right? It's been a long time ago. There was a childhood. You're, you're in a whole adult now. Get over it. You're, you're overreacting. Get it together. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So not in the sense of get over it, but in the sense of managing it. So think about, you know, go to the bank or, or maybe not the bank. Let's scratch that. Say you go to, um, what is it called? Shark, Shark Tank. You got a new business idea and you're going to go there and you pitch it, right? And they are to make a deal with you. It's this back and forth conversation of how to manage this new idea, this new information that you've presented. So it's not just going to stop it. I've grieved and it's over. It's like, how are you going to continue to deal with what came up when you said it and you asked it? This process of sad is something that is, um, it's, it's tough. It's one of those things that, you know, we can feel so 
we can feel so scared and afraid to name things and to feel these big emotions because it does require a sense of losing control. And a lot of my clients, even myself, have been through this process of like, if I allow myself to get all up and through my feelings and be all big and bold about how this was hurtful, the was and what wasn't, and how I wish that my dad was with me for to see all the things that I did in high school and how I graduated and this and how I just crave for him to say, I'm proud of you and I'm here with you and I love you. If I'm, if I get real about that, Oh my gosh, I might just explode. I might explode. I might not be able to come back from it. Like, what if I just curl up and start, you know, crying? I'm in this ball and I just sit there and forever and just die. Like, that's what it can feel like. This sense of you won't be able to come back from those feeling and experiencing those big emotions. But in these moments, let our children be the best teachers. What happens when a child has a big, big tantrum? I'm talking about snotting, kicking, screaming, throwing, punching, screaming, yelling, kicking, punching, scaling. <laughs> what happens when they do all that? When it's done, when the storm has passes, they are usually the calmest little things. It's like, oh, I got it out. I feel so much better. Let our children be our teachers that big emotions won't overcome us. That big emotions are not something to be afraid of, to be scared of. Right? That we will indeed find comfort again. That we indeed will have this experience with laughter or joy again. On the other side of your grief, there is joy. There is peace there is a brighter side that's waiting for you, but you got to grieve it. You got to say it. You got to ask it. You got to deal with it. Okay. Now let's view this, um, or just kind of think about it rather in the, in the lens of how God wants to comfort us, right? If it matters to you, it matters to him. Whether it's a big thing that you're grieving from your childhood or small things that you're grieving from your childhood, you know, sometimes we think if um, if it's not huge, again, if it's not huge and recognized and we have no business talking about it, that's just not true. That's not true. So I know that grieving is complex. Your healing journey is complex um, and the relationship that you still have with your family or maybe are, you know, you're navigating the disconnection from. Not everyone chooses to be estranged from their family. Some people do, but some people don't. And so there's this consistent navigation of uh, grieving, boundary holding, things of that nature. But I believe that grief is possible. And again, on the other side of that is joy and peace and healing. But it requires a connection point of safety. The safety not to be gaslit on your way through the different phases, you know, of, of denial and anger, not to be diminished when you're trying to bargain your way through it, and truly not to have that toxic positivity too, right? This sense of like, you, you've gotten through everything else, 
uh, uh, in your life so far, you can get through this. Well, yeah, you know, that is true. Also, it's another from the other episode. Also, it's hard. So that safety to be like, you can feel how you want to feel along this journey. It can take a, a little time or a lot of time. Doesn't matter. We can sit here. You know what I mean? <laughs> we, we can sit. Um, doing this is, it is a tough part with working clients through this, but it is so rewarding to see them on the other side of it. Because I know and want you to believe that once you grieve the what was and what wasn't, it really truly makes space to release those beliefs that you have been um, functioning out of that are really the corporate to your pain and the corporate to the cycles that you continue to have. They're bleeding out into your marriage, into your parenting. But I want you to be able to show up to your to all of those different spaces healed, right? Show up to your parenting healed. Show up to your work and your mission and your purpose healed, right? And so when we work together, this process is what I'll be able to walk with you through hand in hand as I support and guide you through that safety of grieving the what was and the what wasn't. So if this resonates with you and you want to finally get to this place of saying, I'm done hiding, I'm done trying to stuff it under the rug. I know that my future with my family and my legacy depends on me being able to get to that peace. And in order to get to the peace, I've got to go through this grieving process. I'd be happy to support you. If you will go to momfullyyou.com backslash coaching. Again, that is momfullyyou.com backslash coaching to book your free um, call with me so we can see how I can support you uniquely and get you started. Okay. So as always, thanks for stopping by to chat with me today. I cannot wait for us to do it again. But until then, take care.